0: check complete a referee podcast is an educational resource for referees by referees designed to connect and develop soccer officials of all ages and skill levels to better serve the game both on and off the field you're watching slash listening to the check complete podcast um we have our first full episode that's going to be coming out next week but we do have some time-sensitive information with our interviewee, our guest for Episode 1, which is Asad Omanovic, who is Asad Omanovic, excuse me, and he is the organizer of one of the main organizers of the Terry Von Referee Academy, which is coming up this Saturday, March 12th, and so uh, we wanted to publish our interview with Asad in advance so that he could talk a little bit about what he's doing for the Terry Von Referee Academy and uh, to promote that event that's coming up this Saturday. Uh, there's going to be some information in our bio that you can click the link there and register for the event. It's free. It can be uh, accessed. It is accessed electronically, uh, virtually from the comfort of your own home. That'll run from about 8 a.m. until about 4 or 5 p.m. on Saturday. So it is an all-day event, but you're at home, and you get to, to eat your own food and snacks. Right, and, and it's a great
1: event with a lot of cool things going on, and we've been to it the last couple of years. So we wanted to get that
0: out early so that you guys have the opportunity as well. Absolutely. The full episode will be airing next week, but again, we wanted to publish this first. Um, the aside interview will, put, will be included Excuse me, in next week's episode as well, but we would uh, like to promote the TVRA this week. Give it a look, and we hope uh, that you'll participate in the Referee Academy this Saturday. Okay, we're here with National Referee. And organizer of the Terry Vaughn Referee Academy, Asad Omanovich. Asad, how are you, sir? Greetings uh, up there in Des Moines, Iowa, right?
2: Yes, Gordy. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on uh, your podcast. I'm looking forward to having this discussion, and it's probably chilly up here, just as it is down there in Kansas
0: City right now. It is. It is. Uh, no pressure, but you are the first guest ever on the Check Complete podcast. I just want you to be aware of that.
2: Ooh, all right.
0: Yeah, we'll lower, lower the bar now, listeners, viewers, just lower the bar now. That way, if it goes well, you know, it superseded your expectations. But if it's terrible, then it meets your expectations, right? That's a good way to live life. Anyway, so, Asad, um, we've asked some of our listeners if they would like to send you some questions. So we have a few of those, but I really want to just kind of hear about um, your journey sort of how you got to where you are today. Um, there's, I'm sure that's a long and windy road and we don't want to start at your birth, but maybe uh, how did you get into officiating? If we could start with that and, and kind of go from there.
2: Yeah, uh, it is a long and windy ro- uh, road. Uh, officiating started back in college when I played uh, at Grandview University. 2017, we had uh, a local assigner called Bonnie Larson reach out to us and say, hey, you know, we're doing this uh, referee hosts most every year. Uh, we need some volunteers, so if you can send us some of your players over, that'd be great. Uh, I played for Bonnie when I first started in rec, uh, way but way back, and um, I was like, you know what? That'd be be kind of cool. Let's go out and see it. And I went out to the tournament. It was an AR for uh, I don't know how many games. Made some money. Uh, I remember calling a, <laughs> a goalkeeper leaving the penalty area and handling the ball. <laughs> uh off a goal. Oh <laughs> uh, no, not a goal kick, uh, off a uh clearance. So uh <laughs> good.
0: That's the spirit of the law anyway. Yeah. Keep going. What was that? Nothing, keep going.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I started off like that, and then Bonnie was just like, you know what? You're a college student, probably need some money. How about you think about us uh registering for high school and make you know 55 bucks a game, that sort of stuff. And I was like, Oh man, 55 bucks a game. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's the most money I've ever seen. (laughs)
2: 55 bucks goes a long way when you're a broke college student. (laughs) You know, I spent all my time training and uh, in class and, you know, research and all that other stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'll take up this offer, go did my first class in March, 2017. Uh, And then, you know, 2022, here we are. So kind of a long, short road in a sense, uh, shorter than most, but long in terms of um, things that I've done, mm-hmm. the, you know, games I've gone to, the paths I've kind of taken and that sort of stuff. So uh, it seems long, but short. if that make sense, you know? Sure. So yeah, 2017 is the first class I took and then here we are.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: Blessed, I mean, honestly, quite quite honestly blessed to be able to do everything I did. I, you know, um, we'll talk a little bit about the Terry Ron referee Academy here and how that had a huge role in uh my development and uh how I got to be part of this, I guess, you know, so um yeah, I guess. What, what else do you want to know about that path?
0: Well, yeah, that's interesting. We, Bryn's going to have a follow-up question here just to kind of maybe expand on that a little bit, but it is that timetable is interesting. 2017, through and then I mean that's when you started right I mean you'd never picked up a whistle prior to that
2: never picked up a whistle I think I did one game as a assistant referee for a friend he called me up really last second He was like hey you know you're down the street from me nobody showed up do you want to come out and help me I'll pay you 20 bucks
0: yeah there you go so that's yeah yeah
2: so that's 2017 and then
0: 2022 you're at national camp for pro camp yeah. So, uh, 2017 and then
2: 29, uh, 2021, I get an invite, uh, you know, I think it was in November or something like that. Hey, I get this email. Congratulations. You've been selected for a national camp. Uh, here's when, here's the details. Here's when you have to fly out and that sort of stuff. So, uh, surprised, you know, really pleasant surprise, a great start to the morning was not expecting it, but, uh, you know, Um, I've had a lot of people influence and help, uh, me along the way. So thankful for everybody along the, in the journey, the mentors that have helped me, the feedback I've received, you know, the ups and downs, you know, it it looks like a straight path, but in reality, we've had a lot of these, you know, we can talk about a little bit, bit about that. You know, there's one game in particular that really stands out into, I think it was probably the most important game in my development, uh, and Probably wouldn't be here where I'm at right now if I didn't have that game. So,
0: Yeah, I want to hear more about that game. But, yeah, Brendan, why don't you ask that follow-up question here?
1: Yeah, about your journey. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, we've got a lot of uh, referees kind of in the same starting out spot that you came from, coming from being college soccer players and then transitioning to the referee role. So uh, – We'd like you to kind of expand a little bit more on your, your journey from, from grassroots to regional to national. So like, what are your, what are your keys to success and things that you'd like to, to pass on to referees that are following that path?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's important to know that everybody's journey is different, you know, everybody uh, ripens at a different rate and that's totally fine. Uh, You don't want to push it to be too fast. Because that can kind of bite you in the bud later on, you know. Uh, the faster you push, the, the higher the expectations. The expectations of me are much different than expectations of a grassroots level referee, right? Uh, sometimes I envy that. Sometimes, you know, it's nice to go to a game without having this huge kind of weight on your shoulder. Like, hey, man, I got to perform to the best of my abilities every single time, every second of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, every little decision I make is going to be kind of critiqued in a sense you know not only by players fans spectators but by myself you know I, I'm probably my worst critic <laughs> I'll go out there and find the littlest things and I'm like no that bothers me I got to change that so um everybody's journey is different I, I think mine the playing pathway helped quite a bit right the football understanding I played this game my entire life uh, understanding what it is expected out of referees what I expected out of referees I, I think I was Well, I think a lot of referees say this, but they were probably the worst people to the referees. I don't know if I was terrible, but I I can't remember how many – I can't remember a game I didn't get a yellow card in, you know. (laughs) (laughs) something along those lines where, you know – and and that stuff helps because now I know what to look for, you know. The players are like, oh, I I didn't do that. I was like, come on, man. I did the same stuff. Come on. You can't get away from me. Right. I was like, I was better at it than you. (laughs) So – Uh, understanding the things that they're doing and getting the understanding of the game, I I think is really important. Uh, You know, uh, playing collegiately helped my understanding of the game grow tremendously. You know, I played high level uh, youth academy at that time, travel, you know, all that sort of stuff. i never made it to nationals. Uh, We lost in our state cup and fortunately we didn't have many teams in our state at that age group and (laughs) a single elimination you just shut off for a second and you lose the entire game. It is what it is. But uh, understanding that helps quite a bit, uh, quite a bit with our uh, development. So I use a lot of that in my refereeing, you know, nowadays. Uh, So I think that's a big, big thing uh, for me personally, you know, the understanding of the background of the players and what the coaches are expecting and understanding the difference between
0: frustration and, you know, actually being yelled at and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that all makes that all makes total sense. Um, we got we did have a handful of questions that came in from our listeners and viewers, so I want to get to a couple of those. We don't want to take too much more of your time, but um, the, one of them that was really interesting to me is how, how has knowing another language affected your communication on the field? Ooh, that's a good question. Um,
2: <laughs> depends what language you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spanish is a big part in in our everyday lives here. You know, uh, I know a little bit of Spanish, so I know enough to be able to get away. Not enough to be fluent and have a full-on conversation, but understanding certain things that are being said to me. You know, being able to reiterate what I'm trying to say to the player helps quite a bit. Uh, I can tell you, I just did a game uh, last year in the fall, um, adult regional cup over 40s. Man, was that a game! Oh. If I'm talking, to, I'll talk about my <clears throat> Open Cup experience, experience. But man, that was another thing as well. You know, I had Hispanics on that team, Bosnians, Croatians, you know, Serbians, and uh, that's where it helps me quite a bit because I know that Eastern European side of stuff. I know the language, I know the personalities. So here I am coming out on a game, and you know, adult amateur stuff you really don't get a chance to look at. You know, especially that level, of adult amateur, you don't get to look at player stats. There's nothing out there. You know, you don't know who's playing. You just come out and you're like, all right, these are the teams we have. And um, the fact that I came out there, they're talking to each other in creation. And I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) You know, it starts like he's one of us, you know, it's that whole thing of like, he's one of us. He understands us. So all of a sudden they can relate to me and I can relate to them and it makes it easier. You know, it's not going to be, I mean, it's not going to go peacefully as as I'll mention in this game. And I think I had 11 yellow cards because they just, they just didn't listen. (laughs) One red card eventually. But, uh, you know, it is one of those things that being able to relate to them and speak to them in their language actually helps quite a bit, uh, within player management and game control. Uh, that game could have gone out of hand. I was talking to some friends afterwards. I'm like, you know, what could I have done? Like, you know, (laughs) if I was out there, it'd probably be worse because they would not listen to me. They'd see me as an outsider. Um, so it helps in relations. Um, you know, you can relate to something in your past or current, uh, situations and that sort of stuff. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead and dive into that. So you, I mean, you're referencing some of the U S open cup game that you had. I know that that was formative for you. Could you, I mean, without ripping the scab off too hard, right. Could you, could you address some of how that was formative in your career?
2: Yeah. So the U S open cup, um, 2019. So 2017, I, become a grassroots referee uh regional 2019 i believe uh Mm. or state referee at that point um and i get this assignment you know not knowing what much about the open cup you know that sort of stuff i get an assignment in the email hey you've been selected to officiate as a referee um second round of open cup let me know your availability and i'm just like this me (laughs) is this for me uh so a little backstory there's another referee a pro pro two referee a pretty good referee great guy named elvis osmanovich our last names differ by one letter and a lot of people are like oh you're elvis i'm like no 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 i'm (laughs) sorry uh but the last name it's so similar so i I, i'm sitting there and you know rick eddie sends me this email was like yeah, I, I call my mentor. I'm like, Hey, do you know anything about this? No, I, I didn't put your name up for it. <laughs> I was like, all right, uh, what do I do? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, don't know if I'm ready for this, you know, and I email him back. I'm like, Hey, you know, this is a from Iowa. I just want to make sure this game is intended for me and not Elvis. Osmanovich from Florida, you know, and he's like, no, this game's for you. So we go into <laughs> the game, you know, fast forward into the game and I, I'm still, I'm nervous, you know, I, it's a good kind of nervous, like I, I'm excited for, I'm going to go out there and perform the best that I can. But quite frankly, the performance wasn't the best, you know, it, it quite. I, I've had, you know, we talked to the assessor afterwards, you know, for regional, you did fine for national. And I'm like, all right, no, no, no. Listen, I want you to critique me like a national. Because mm-hmm. for me, I'm always looking, here's where I'm at. This is where I want to be. So in order for me to do things like to get to that level, I need to be doing the things that they're doing and the expectations of them. So I always did it, looked at myself that way. And I'm like, all right, so as a national, what do I need to work on? You know, and we talk obviously after a game, you kind of know what, how well you did, but um, that was a big pivotal moment in my career because I haven't had a game to challenge me up until that point, like really challenged me and that game, you know, you're working a professional team, you know, St. Louis, now they're in the MLS against Des Moines Metis, who is the USL league two Uh Team And St. Louis is expecting, you know, they, they were in the championship at that time. Their fields are pristine, you know, everything's nice and the menace. You know, they come there and they're like, where is this grass? This is, or I'm like, man, Iowa, this is the best grass we've got. <laughs> and they're expecting much better. So, you know, frustration starts early on. And, uh, you know, going into halftime, I had two yellow cards. And then everything from there just kind of went downhill. I, I can't remember how many yellow cards I had. I th- had eventually three red cards after yeah. um, all of them were second yellows, um, but it was just a moment of understanding. Like, here's where where you're at, and this is the expectation, and here's what you need to work sure. on. Together. So I looked at that game and I said, okay, let's critique the game. Let's critique myself. What did I What did I do well? Okay, how can we improve that? What didn't go well,
0: mm-hmm. and how
2: can I really improve that? What, what do I need to focus on? What's my biggest thing that I need to focus on? My fitness has been always phenomenal, uh, so that was. Uh, a level that I didn't really have to work on too much, but everything else, managing, talking to players, you know, get, making sure my message is being sent across. Uh, so that helped uh, going into the regional events, right? 2019, I got selected for youth nationals. Um, and the big part of that for me was that game, learning who I am as a referee, learning not to change uh, who I was. You know, I, <clears throat> you go into the game, they're like, this is what pro is expecting. and So you're just like, all right, you know, I want to get to pro. This is what I need to do. And it's like, no, be Assad. Be, be who you are. Be the referee that got you this game. Don't change, don't change what you're doing on a brand new game. Just do what yeah. you do well. And that was a big learning moment for me was like, you know what? I, I don't care what they want at the moment. I'm going to do what I, I, who I am. And I yeah. really kind of, you know, I had this stuff kind of being tossed. I mean, this is what they would do. This is what they would want. This is how we are being taught a pro. And I'm just like, I'm not in pro. <laughs> so at that moment, I just I'm like, I'm not pro. I'm not in pro. So I, oh. I, you know, as much as I want to get there, I'm not there yet. So focus on what I know, focus on what I do well. And going into that season, that, that's what helped a ton, you know?
1: Yeah. So it's another question. Um, we know you're getting a little bit short on time here. Uh, what we think our listeners would really like to hear about is the Terry Vaughn referee Academy. And you know yeah, what's what, what is your involvement in that and how did that start and what does that mean to you as a referee?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> the Terry Vaughn referee academy was where it all started for me in a sense. Um 2017, you know, I take my first class, 2017 we go into the Terry Vaughn referee academy, that year, no idea no idea who Terry Vaughn was. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I'm coming into the brand new referee, don't know anything about refereeing and I'm like, all right, let's go into this event. And I still remember a video that we – With Rick Eddy walking around talking about uh, 10 things referees can do without any skill, you know, or things like don't require any skill at all. And passes by, camera passes by, and here I am as a player, leather jacket, blonde hair, terrible. Uh, And then I I remember sitting there looking at all the things that everybody else was doing and those things that Rick Eddy was talking about. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd I'd like to go to the regional event, I'd like to do that. That looks cool. And that's where it really started off for me. Uh, And that's why I'm thankful for the organizers and Terry, obviously, Terry being uh, Iowa's first FIFA referee, he's a huge, big deal, you know, nationally, but let alone in Iowa. You know, he's one of our proudest individual out there. We, we take great pride in Terry. Um, Terry, unfortunately was diagnosed with uh, Huntington's disease that ended his career uh, prematurely. He's still alive. Thankfully, um, great guy phenomenal guy got to know him a little bit over this last couple of years um, but Terry's whole goal was to provide education higher level education to our referee community here that they normally wouldn't get so um, fast forward to 2020 I believe 2020 is when I got asked to help with the Terry Monroe referee organi- academy organization and all that uh, obviously COVID kind of cut kind it of short, so we couldn't do that. So last year we brought it in, in a virtual setting, which was <clears throat> had a lot of challenges of its own, but we, I think we produced a great show. And you know, this year we're trying to do the same. We had over 500 participants last year virtually, uh, and we're trying to bring in more. We have Joe Fletcher coming in this year uh, to talk about uh, AR stuff. <laughs> obviously, Joe Fletcher, the AR expert coming in to talk about AR stuff. Uh, Mark Catalesic coming in talking about referee positioning, you know, and things to look for. We have a couple other things, Margaret Domka and Sky Arthur-Banning coming in to talk about mental health and officiating, which is a crucial mm-hmm. topic. Uh, I think it's one topic that it's, mo- I mean, drastically overlooked, and it's really important. Um, we have Nysola, Ben Trevino, He's going to come in with a coaches panel. <clears throat> Pardon me. Coming in with a coaches panel to discuss, you know, player or not player, uh, re- referee coach relations and how we can improve that. What, what do coaches look for in referees, that sort of stuff. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, and then we have Candace Farberry coming in to talk about uh, women <clears throat> mentoring women, you know, another area that where we really kind of lack in the referee community. I think nationally we have 12% woman representation and refereeing. So what can we do to improve that? And what can we do to improve the relations between us in that community so i'm really looking forward to the events it's on march 12th uh starts at 8 a.m central time it's going to go till about four or five you might have a hangout session and yeah really looking forward to it i'll send a link on how you can register for that event uh we still have plenty of room so feel free to go in and register on that
0: yeah we'll post a link in our stuff as well encourage all of our listeners to tune in and participate in that it's been a great event we've participated in the past it's really really well done we're excited to see this year. Well, there's a couple more that we want to ask just very, <clears throat> very quickly as we wrap up our interview. Thank you for your time, Asad. But I think a very pressing question that was asked was, um, someone wants to know, they need hair advice for maximum presence on the field. <laughs> Lay right. What? Lay right. Right, like the hair? Like, no, 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 it's a brand. I'll, I'll send you guys. Oh, it's a brand. Are we allowed
2: to talk about brands? Here's my here's my yes. life motto: Look good, smell good, feel good. All right, you know. And as referee, the mm. first thing people are going to notice is your appearance, right? Uh, mm. You got to look the part, and if you don't look the part, you know you're going to be judged from the first, before the whistle. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know what I do with my hair. Sometimes it's just natural; it goes like this. But uh, well, it looks beautiful. <laughs> I'm happy to take questions afterwards.
0: Yeah, well, you can find Asad on social media. What's your social media, uh, if if people would like to reach out to you?
2: It's Adamanovich. I am not very present on Instagram, Twitter, or (laughs) Facebook. I I do a lot of reposting. Um, But I I don't want to cut this short. I do have a webinar to to get on to, so uh, I don't want to be late to this. Uh, Please uh, reach out to me uh, afterwards. So I, I really don't want to cut this short, but I do have to go.
0: Yeah, I know you got to get on there. So Assad, thank you so much for your time. We uh, we love you, buddy, and we thanks thanks for your input and all that. Yep, thanks, Asad. Best of luck, and we're looking forward to the academy this weekend. All right, babe, We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll see you. Bye.